0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the final Terrace Talk of the season. Norwich City, I should have been wearing a crown, really, given they've been uh, been crowned champions last week of that 4-1 win over Reading. But they've got a, a, a final game of the season against Barnsley, aside who have defied maybe even their own expectations i'm sure we'll we'll get joe's take on that in a moment but i am delighted to be joined by joe of the red all over barnsley podcast joe um what's this i can see you've got a massive smile on your face what's this season been like for you it must be must be pretty good to be a barnsley fan at the minute
1: yeah it's not too bad you know we were up for like 19th so you know sixth place yeah i mean obviously it means a couple of extra weeks connor um of the season, so slight inconvenience they got you know i've got a couple of extra games to play but now no jokes aside we're absolutely buzzing um could never have expected it i did predict it before a ball was kicked but i think it's more through optimism than uh <laughs> than actual you know blind hope than anything and yeah just it's just been an incredible season for us and, and we can't wait to get in the playoffs
0: well, I know. I think last time before the FA Cup game, we had one of your your colleagues, Andy, on on this on this exact show, actually. And, and I noticed that he's taken a holiday. So is that in preparation for the playoffs to make sure he's he's like kind of fresh and available? Do you think?
1: Uh yeah, I think so. I think he's just been waiting with the, with a lockdown and everything to get away. So he's he's dropped me in it this time. So you've got me, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's got away. So I think he'll be hoping to possibly get in. I don't know how many fans, if there's going to be any fans allowed in, but there's rumours there might be a few thousand, so I'm sure he'll be one of them that's uh, desperate to get in, just like myself as well.
0: Yeah, I've, I've heard that the the hope is that they're going to get fans in for the playoffs, which would be massive for Barnsley, wouldn't it, in, in terms of what this kind of atmosphere that Oakwell can generate. it's uh, it, it would be massive for, for you guys. Just to kind of put your achievement into context, though, I think many people will probably forget that last season, you only sort of survived on the last day, wasn't it? It was that win... Was it against uh, against Brentford, uh, if, if I'm right, that, that actually kept you in the championship? So that rise from kind of that moment to where you've been this season has been incredible.
1: Sorry, Conor, the internet's just gone a, a little bit um, there, but I think you're asking about the last game of the, the season, staying up against that's Brentford, it. is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, no worries. Yeah, I mean, oh, just unbelievable that last season. Um, but it's, it's a weird thing because we were so poor in the first half of last season. We looked like a team that were going to get relegated, but we kept saying like we didn't have any experience in the team. And that's all it was. It wasn't like a talent. It was just the team didn't have a couple of leaders in there to sort of carry us through. And then in January, I think the owners identified, okay, fair enough, the fans have banged on about experience all the way through the season. Let's get a couple of older heads in. We signed Michael Solbar at the back um, and, you know, people like Alex Mort as well, the captain, and, you know, in there as well, just managed to carry us through that second half of the season. And and then by this season, we got that little bit of experience. The players knew how tough the championship was going to be this year um, after a year of fighting it at the bottom and I think that's been a big part of why we we are where we are and it's uh, I think it gives a lot of teams hope as well that you can change the situation really quickly, like just because you're a relegation team one season that's fighting against the drop doesn't mean that next season you have to be the same and I think that's been key to it, the mentality shift in that belief and hope You know, we were nine points adrift I think when we started playing football again last season uh, with about the same amount of games left so to do that and to pull it off it's just give everybody such a a big boot around the town that we managed to stay up. And then this season, it was just sky's the limit. Let's see what happens and just go for it. And do you, do you yeah, know what?
0: playoffs. When, when Norwich City came down last season and, and you begin to kind of shift from the Premier League to the Championship and you do your kind of collective research, obviously um, Gerhard Stuber was, was in, wasn't he, at Barnsley and and people kept saying to me or I was speaking to and trying to get a feel about teams, they were going, watch out for Barnsley because of the football they play and, and, and whatnot and um, that, that was certainly the case, I, I saw a few highlights of the opening games and you thought, okay, yeah, they look, they look pretty good. Um, and then he obviously leaves and it kind of feels like possibly there's this potential for it all to kind of unravel. And um, when managers change, often clubs can kind of lurch, can't they? You'll know too well with with the situation at Sheffield Wednesday. Valoran Ishmael comes in and, and has had... Well, if, even if it's, if it's worth saying, even a, a better impact than what Struber had last season with with what he's managed to achieve. He, he was obviously on the same coaching course as Daniel Farker. So I'd imagine there's a few championship chairmen maybe eagerly trying to find out who else was on that coaching course, right? To, to try and appoint their next manager.
1: It was a decent coaching course, that one, Connor. I think we I think we might all <laughs> want to go on that. Um yeah, it is uh yeah. It was actually an interesting one because the first seven games we didn't win until the seventh match um this season because mainly because the Struber stuff, it was stuff, he was it was linked with gonna New York Red Bulls and it was just the uncertainty. I think it was It was just sort of disgruntling the squad a bit. And it's a shame because we had that momentum from last season and we fully expected we'd have a strong start and probably, you know, if anything, we were going to tail off. Um, but what actually happened is we had a really poor start. Struber comes out and we're all sat there going, oh, great. So we stayed up. But now seven games into the season, seventh match, we've not won. Um, and, you know, we've got Valerian Ismail, who's this guy who's come in, don't really know much about him, wins his first game. And ever since then, it's just been up, 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 and he's just done absolute—you know—pulled off a miracle this season, getting us in the playoffs. Um, I just think if he'd if he'd have been in the first game of the season, it's interesting to know whether we'd maybe fighting it out for second place with a uh, with Norwich possibly because uh, we didn't. Like I said, I don't think any other side had gone the first six matches without winning. And um, yeah, so unbelievable achievement, and he's he's been the main man. He's he's key to that um and yeah definitely want to know what happened on that coaching course.
0: yeah it must have been it must have been some um person leading that i don't know who it was but um uh, yeah maybe we need to dig deeper into that um uh, that was actually what you kind of alluded to there was going to be my follow up question in terms of despite and you describe it as a miracle there and i think a lot of maybe championship watchers will will agree what he's achieved this season is is there and, and then my question was going to be is there almost a part of you that feels if he would have been there for the opening seven games, that maybe there's a possibility that you guys would have been closer to that top two. So I guess your your answer is probably yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to really even put it into, to, to think that, you know, from where we were last season, staying up with the last kick of the game. Um, but yeah, I think we're co- completely happy with playoffs, obviously. But you, you have to think in your head, if he'd have been in from the first kick of the season, we probably would have won a couple of them first games and maybe we, we'd have been a bit closer to it. I mean, we have secured a playoff place with two, you know, we secured it with two matches to go. So we had a little bit of breathing space as well. Um, but it's not about that right now. It's not about what could have happened, what could have been as far as I'm concerned. It's all about those uh, those playoff matches. And um, I think that we're, we're the ultimate underdog in every situation, Barnsley. And I can't wait for this situation to to go into these playoffs. And, uh, you know, but I, I believe we've got such talent. I think we can do it. I really do think we can do it.
0: Has, has it been a slightly surreal season, given that Barnsley, uh, and again, I, I'll use the phrase you used, a miracle, getting into the playoffs, and yet the fans haven't been able to fill Oakwell out and, and to see it. So even though, and I guess Norwich fans have kind of experienced this a bit, you've, you've achieved something great, but equally, there's maybe a little tinge of sadness that you haven't been there to see it. Is that something that, that Barnsley fans are feeling at the moment?
1: It's yeah. I mean, it, it's we, we joke. It's typical Barnsley. <laughs> we always say if you can't make a game, if you make a game. You know that you're probably going to win five 0 and if you do make it, it'll probably nil nil. Um. So we have a bit of banter about that. But yeah, to be honest, I do wonder whether we'd have done as well if the fans had been there. Um. Which is quite controversial. A lot of people will say, "Oh no, you know, you need the fans," and I'm sure the players would say, "Oh yeah, if we had the fans behind us, we might have even gone a bit higher." Um. But these are young lads, and there's a lot of big atmospheres in the championship, and you it does take a couple of years to get used to that sort of playing, you know, playing at the the big stadiums. Uh, and I think taking away those atmospheres, it's allowed us to go away from home and just play free football and just play the way we want to play, and not have any of that. And uh, a great example is we went to Hillsborough and 2-1 against Chef Wednesday. We never, ever beat Chef Wednesday. And I think a big part of it is the atmosphere. It's not necessarily the quality on the pitch. We go there and I think the players feel that atmosphere. And uh, I hate to say that about local rival, but, you know, they do. And it, it, it can be quite a difficult place to play. And there's grounds like that where we have struggled. So taking out the fans might have actually helped us away from home. I think having the Barnsley fans in at Oakwell would have helped us as well. Like we would have done better, but... Um, I do think that yeah, it's uh, it might have helped. Um, but that said, I am absolutely desperate <laughs> to get back to Hugwell as soon as possible and and just go see some games. Just as I'm sure you are, and every single football fan who's listening to this, let's get let's get the fans back in as safely as possible and as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. Um, just just talk to us a little bit about, because there's been a, a lot made of the way Barnsley play. So from your perspective, talk us through how you see it. How do Barnsley set up every week? Why have they been making it so difficult for sides to play against them? Because I think that's that's what you hear. I heard, um, I think it was Millwall's Jed Wallace, and, and he said it was it was insane, I think he, the word he used, uh, uh, the way Barnsley play. Just talk us through a little bit about Ishmael's approach and, and maybe why Barnsley have had good success in that this season.
1: Yeah, well firstly, Connor, I'm not buying this long ball team nonsense. I'm not having it. I know that some some of some of so the um teams and, and sort of managers, I think Wayne Rooney said it as well for Derby County, oh, they're just a long ball team or whatever, or whatever. It, it's we, we're just direct. We get it forward as quick as we, we possibly can. But the difference between us and some of the other teams of all, you know, when you talk about like the Stokes of old when they used to just smack it up and up oh, some some big guy up there could do something with it. We can actually play. So when the ball we win the second ball, we'll hit it as direct as quickly as possible. Win the second ball, and then we get it down and we play good football. And that's the thing, and the press as well. So we've got six lads up front who will work their absolute socks off, and you you put Alex Moir in the middle as well uh, with Romal Palmer also pressing really high and the fullbacks. All the team just press really really well. Um, so we're always winning the ball back off teams and just. Basically suffocating them from being able to get forward and get get in behind. Um, the only way that teams have managed to really do it is if they've been able to beat the offside trap and and ping it straight over the top uh, and get in behind. But then we've got Brad Collins as keeper, who basically is just like a, he's almost like a centre half. He's playing he's playing as a sweeper all the time. So it is very difficult to play against us because you know you're going to get pressed like mad. So your options are you either ping it over the top and hope you've got some someone there who can get on the end of it uh but apart from that it's very difficult because if you try to play around as we'll we'll probably just press you to death and win the ball back and then straight away it's going straight into your half we keep the ball in in the opposition's sort of you know final third for the majority of the games in a lot of the situations and that's where we've been that's been key to our success really i don't think many teams have had that many chances against us i think norwich is probably one of the only ones where the quality told and uh you know i remember when dia scored that fantastic goal against us uh, and you know, that were worthy of winning any game. And it's it's you know, that's been but that's been quite a rare thing actually, to have that. It's only been a few times where that's actually happened and a team's been able to to catch us out that way.
0: Mm, that's 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 interesting. I, I know that maybe the, the I think there's there's not much left to be decided in the championship. Into obviously promotion sort of the relegation is is obviously uh, very exciting at the moment. And it's just the the playoff mix, isn't it? Who plays who in the playoffs? And um, yeah, I think I think any side will be looking to avoid Barnsley, to be honest. Or well, that certainly seems to be the case. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how you how you guys get on. Given what you said there about the high line and and how um, quickly and how aggressive those. Sort of centre backs push up, and they're, you mentioned it there. Very high positions. Um I, I don't know. You, you might have seen. You may not have seen. Timu Puki is is obviously going to be out for this game, which feels fairly big for Norwich City in terms of the way they play, and and that probably means Jordan Hughes is going to start. Who, as you will well know, is is a very different style of striker. So, do you feel that is going to be something that boosts Barnsley's chances at the weekend? I know it's a bit of a dead rubber anyway, but but is that something that is 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 going to boost it? Do you feel?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Timo Kruki not being in is always going to boost any, you know, we'd, we'd always want to play Norwich when he's not playing because he's such a quality player. He's, you know, he's one of, he's probably definitely up there with one of the best in the championship. Um, so yeah, and I'm hoping that that injury is not too bad so they can still play international uh, later this year. So uh, yeah, I read about that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it will help. Um, like you said, Connor it's a difficult one because it's, it is a dead rubber. Um, yeah. I suppose you you know Norwich want to finish the season on with a win to, to cap it off as being a, an absolutely incredible season as champions. And we need to pick up a bit of form because, to be honest, we've not been that great in the last four or five games. Lost to Preston 2 0 in the last one. And it's a, it's a case of is it just because we don't need to win or is it because. We're actually a little out of form, and that's that. That's the only concern, really, for a Barnsley fan point of view. Is we've 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 won games, but we haven't been playing the best football that we've played all season in the last few. Uh, so I'm hoping it's just that they're saving all the energy for the playoffs, which I'm sure it is. But um, yeah, not really sure how this one's going to go, to be honest, because there's uh, nothing riding on it, is there really? <laughs>
0: No, I guess from Barnsley's perspective, what you're you're in sixth at the moment theoretically could move up to fourth, but that would take a big goal difference swing, wouldn't it? So you're looking at fifth or sixth really as a as a finish, which is which is some achievement. Um, it, we saw a couple of, uh, of years ago Norwich went to to Villa Park to play Aston Villa on the final day. They themselves were gearing up for a playoff campaign. They left out Jack Grealish, Tyrone Mings, Tammy Abraham, all, all didn't play. Do you see Ishmael doing a similar thing and maybe resting some of those key players from Barnsley's perspective, or maybe you don't have the luxury that Aston Villa have in terms of the the squad depth and and, and stuff like that, which which I'm sure will, may may play a part. So, how do you see him kind of playing it in this final game?
1: Um, I think he'll go full strength. He he did against Preston. Um, he went pretty much first team, but then just brought on a couple of subs maybe a bit earlier. Um, so yeah, I think for, if you want to, you know, you want to try and get the momentum, obviously if someone gets a yellow card early on that he might think about substituting them just so they don't get any silly suspensions or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine him going for anything less than a full strength team. Um, he rotates really well anyway, kind of like, Valerian's tactics, it's, it's absolutely like just not heard of, like he'll make three subs at half time and that'll just be the norm. So, like, you know, usually if a player's getting brought off half-time, you're thinking, wow, he's done something wrong. He's not had a great half in that first half if he's getting brought off half-time. That's not the case with our team. It's how we play. So we will bring three fresh strikers on all at one go or we'll bring three fresh players on. So, like, there is a, a really good rotation anyway. So the chances are the players who started against Preston will be pretty much 80% of the same and maybe just the last 20% will be just a slight swap. And those who started against Preston will be coming off the bench 60th minute maybe even half time depending on what's happening in the game so yeah uh, we've not got a massive squad like you said (laughs) not got the depths of Aston Villa or anybody like that so it'll be the same faces uh, I imagine with maybe just one or two who haven't had that much game time coming on later later in the game.
0: Uh, I I want to ask you, before I ask you about um, Carlton Morris and and his involvement since January, Um, I'm trying to think, maybe you can point it out, and I've just had a quick Google there and and couldn't find it, but there there was a manager, wasn't it, who said Barnsley's success has been down to the poor quality of of pitches, Um, you you (laughs) might be able to name who that was, because off the top of my head I've completely forgotten, but... um, uh, I'm trying to think of the, of the other one as well. There was another reason I've heard for Barnsley's success as well, which was just as preposterous, but um, it, it escapes me at the moment. So um, I, I thought I'd just give you a chance to debunk that myth, really. Um, <laughs> is, is is Barnsley's positivity and, and, and good form this season down to to poor pitches? I think it was five substitutions. I think that's what else I've heard. Poor yeah. pitches and and five substitutions. So I'll let you debunk those myths.
1: I think I think it might have been Gary Rowett. I don't want to say it definitely was. So sorry, yeah, Gary, if it wasn't you, be. but it might have been Gary Rowett who said it. And I know Wayne Rooney had a little pop at us as well. Um, nonsense. The pitchers... The, we'll do the first one. Pitchers, absolute nonsense. Right, we played Swansea in in Wales. Yeah, their pitch is the worst thing I've ever seen. I've played on a better Sunday League pitch in Barnsley. I tell you what, it's not good. It's not good. It was horrendously bad. And that is why we lost the game because we could not play on it. It was just so bad, and Swansea Swansea beat us on that. Fair play to them that you know they they won the game. But um, but my point is we didn't play well on a really bad pitch. So I'm not buying this at all. That we we are, why would we be any better on a bad pitch? We like to when we've played it over the top and we've won the second ball. We like to play football. Uh, the two or three occasions where we've played on terrible pitches, I think we've been some of the worst performances of the season for us. So I, I don't buy that at all. I don't know where that's come from. That sounds to me like just sour grapes from managers just who have lost to a better side. Um the six uh, five subs, um that's definitely a yes. I give them that. Uh the way we make subs, I'm really surprised, Connor, that more teams aren't adjusted to it. Like this giving the ability to make an extra two substitutes. I don't get this thing of let's wait till you know the last five minutes. There's teams that have played us this season have waited till the last five minutes, they've been losing all the second half and made th- you know make two or three subs with five minutes to go. And I'm thinking Valerian made him on, on the you know 50th minute and we went and scored and, and got ahead. Like it just makes no sense to me that they're not actually realizing that it does work. Like have trust in the players that are going to come off the bench. You know, we trust this is the biggest thing with Barnsley. We've got a little squad. Players that might not be as heard of as some of the big names in the league, but we trust every player that they've, they bring something to the table. So when they're coming on, you're getting something different. When Carl Morris is coming on, you know what you're getting. You're going to get trickery. You're going to get running at people. You know he's going to be physical. He's going to do. You know he's going to get you a goal more than likely. To be honest, when you've got Victor Adabaje, he's going to be knocking them over. Connor Chaplin's going to run, run them to. You know, run them into the ground. It, it, they're all bringing something different to the table. I don't understand why more managers have not gone down uh Valerians tactic of bringing subs on nice and early because it has made such a difference especially in a long season that's been a, a longer season with about a lot of games it don't make sense to me but you know if they don't want to do it that's fair enough Valerians willing to to do his own thing and he sticks to his own guns and and it's working so uh so yeah the five subs definitely pictures nonsense most direct team i think there's some stats out there that also debunk that one a little bit Um, but, yeah, we do get the ball over the top pretty quickly, sometimes a bit too much, in my opinion. I prefer it when we get it down and play it, but, you know, it has worked for us getting it up there, so I can understand a little bit that argument. But that's how we want to play, and there's no right or wrong way to play football. The thing is, people always want to say, oh, yeah, it's all this obsession with Pep Guardiola did this, and, you know, this is how you should play, because Pep's done it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it's brilliant with Man City. He's got the players to do it, and it looks mint. Um, and then you got Jurgen Klopp with the you know the German press or whatever and all that press press whatever you want to play. There's different styles and Valerian's brought his own style. He knows what works with this team and it gets results. So I do not care less about other managers. More about our style of football. It is brilliant. Yeah. I love it.
0: Part- particularly when you have got Neil Warnock complaining about it, right? I think I think that's, uh, that's that's quite that's quite that's quite interesting. But there you go. Uh, I, I think you're right. It's just that that kind of thing, isn't it? And you you see it when I see it. Huddersfield. I think got it a couple of, when when they got promoted a couple of years ago, and it's almost like those teams who maybe are underperforming a bit, just punching up and just trying to um, form an excuse. But but yeah, there you go. Um, let, me you, you you,
1: let me say to you, God, sorry to cut you off. I was just going to say, last season, do you know how many teams came in the dressing room afterwards and said, oh, you guys play really nice football after beating yeah. us? Nearly all of them. Nearly all of them. So there you go. Mm, exactly. <laughs> and we only exactly. just stayed up.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right. And, and believe, believe you me, Norwich had exactly the same thing in the Premier League last season. So um, Norwich fans will will certainly be able to relate to that. Um, you mentioned him there, Carlton Morris, signed for, for you guys in, in Barnes uh, in in January rather. Um, he's scored a, a few goals from from a Norwich perspective. Never really injuries probably got the better of him. During his time at Norwich, he'd largely been out on loan, but still fought highly of because of the the Youth Cup win all those years ago. Just talk to us a little bit about the impact that that he's had on the Barnsley squad, and perhaps what he what he's offered you guys that maybe you didn't have prior to, to his arrival.
1: I think Carl Morris is yeah just unbelievable uh, talent. Like you said, he's been played with injuries throughout his career, and I think he's had to work really hard. You know, going down to League One, playing for different teams and you know, all like Rotherham and and you know MK and, and uh, teams like that. Um. He has been uh, uh, brilliant for us, absolutely amazing, and I think he's probably not got quite a, as much credit as he deserves, actually, because the only reason he's not is because Daryl Dk was came, coming in loan from Orlando has just been unbelievable and scored some incredible goals. But really, it's it's a two, it's a, a both of them, both of them have done the the business for us, and that's the reason we're up there. I think in January we could have easily just fallen into mid table and been a mid table team, and and just took that and said it's a good season. But actually, what happened is we went and brought Carlton Morris and Daryl Dk in. And they're they're a big reason why we've managed to kick on scoring crucial goals. I mean, Carl Morrison apparently has been playing with a groin injury, so that's why he's only been coming on at half time for us. Um, you wouldn't have noticed whatsoever. He's been brilliant, just comes on, scores a goal, wins us the game. That's it. Uh he's physical, he he knows how to hold the ball up really well, he knows how to play a pass. He's probably I, I believe he's he's probably maybe the most talented footballer we've got actually in the team. Uh, just need to see a bit more of him., uh, once he if he can avoid getting injuries, I could definitely see him playing in the Premier League very soon. um hopefully with us next season. but uh yeah, um he's he's definitely been up there in the in the best couple of players for me this season.
0: How how much of a point do you think he's he's going to have to prove on on Saturday against a, a club like probably again no fault of his own but probably injuries I remember he had a really good loan spell with with Shrewsbury a couple of years ago um, actually alongside Ben Godfrey and and you can see what he's gone on to do and um, in in that Wembley playoff final that Shrewsbury lost Carlton Morris I think actually did his ACL um, which probably just at that time. Meant that he missed a year of football that Ben Godfrey got, for example. Maybe that's when kind of it it moved beyond him. But do, do you think he's he's going to view this weekend as as maybe having a point to prove and to prove wrong maybe the people at Norwich who made the decision to to, to sell him? Or What do you think his, his sort of mindset will be this weekend?
1: I don't know. Like uh, hearing sort of hearing about Carlton, and obviously I don't know him personally, but like I've, I've sort of interviewed managers that have sort of um, worked with him and have he's, he's, coached him. He said He's an utmost professional. I do not imagine that he'd be, you know, I don't think he's, there's probably any bad feeling towards Norwich. I can't imagine that anyway. That's just my opinion. But I think he'd probably, you know, he want to play well, show sure that he can he can play. But he's probably looking forward to it. It's always nice to play against a, a team, you know, especially like Norwich, who I think through his career, it probably helped him quite a lot uh, in other ways. So um, sometimes with players, it's just the right time to go. I think he probably needed the move just to 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 re, regenerate his career, if you like, give him a platform, and just hopefully now if he avoids injuries going forward, I think he can really really shine and finally show what Carl Morris is capable of. I think he's is going to go all the way to the top. Um, so yeah, I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it. I think it'll be a good game for him. I hope he gets a bit of game time against Norwich, but I don't think there'll be any particular, you know. Um, bad feeling or anything like that not 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 that I've sensed anyway uh, so I think it'd just be a, a fun one for him uh maybe to play against some of his old mates and uh, have a bit of banter if if we win
0: yeah he's, he's a good lad Carl and I certainly don't get that sense from from him either um just finally then just a, a couple of questions about the game for, from a Barnsley perspective is is this even though we mentioned nothing riding on the game um Norwich, I, I would imagine, may still be nursing a few hangovers possibly um, after <laughs> last weekend. But uh, is, is this, in many ways, a good fixture to have before the playoffs in terms of testing yourself against one of the the better sides in the division? Or would you rather? I mean, you mentioned you've been out of form. Would you rather maybe head into the playoffs with a uh, against a side maybe? in mid-table who really don't have anything to play for and uh, and and then you could probably go into it with a win. How are you kind of viewing it as a good opportunity or, or maybe you'd rather another fixture just as you're about to play the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity because you've got to see it as if we're going to join you in the Premier League next season, we've got to be able to compete. So like, even though we know you're probably going to be you know one foot on the beach maybe wearing the sandals a little bit cuz party time is is a happening and that's you know fair, full credit to you and I, you know i said i said on my sh- on red all over uh, this week, I, I, I think that you know they've been the best team this season. Norwich, they deserve all the plaudits, and I hope we do give them like a guard of honor or whatever it is. You know, show the respect before kickoff. But when the game gets underway, we've got to we've got to try and win it because we need to show that we are there on merit and we deserve to be in the playoffs this season. We talked about the managers saying, "Oh now Barnsley are doing this and Barnsley play this style and all that." We've got to prove that we deserve to be there, and the only can do that is beat the best. So playing against Norwich, it's a great opportunity for us. Uh, to try and get a positive result, go into the playoffs and, and show what we can do. We, yeah, I think it's the perfect game, uh, providing we we turn up and we play well and we we don't sort of like take it for granted and just see it as a, a dead rubber. I think we've got to try and make it competitive and, and have a have a really good game because it's important. A bit of momentum going into those those playoff matches is key for me. So yeah, great opportunity. I think.
0: Just finally, then Joe, how do you see this one going on on, on Saturday? Um.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, it, it, I mean, Norwich fans might disagree. I think it means a little bit more to us, maybe just because we've still got a bit of the season to play. Uh, it is difficult to know how hungover <laughs> some of the Norwich <laughs> lads will be. Um, if we knew that, I could tell you more. I could give you a bit, probably more of an indication. Now, I think, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm hoping it's not going to be like a boring end of season match where it finishes nil nil. I don't think it will be. I think. I think I'll go for. Um, ah, I'm going to be cheeky and say a two-one win to Barnsley, but it'll be a close one. Just because I think we do need a bit of mom- a bit of momentum, so maybe towards the end of the game we might just kick on and uh, get one. But I think it'll be competitive as usual, lots of chances. So yeah.
0: Lovely stuff, Joe. Thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully, we, we're having this conversation next season with with you guys joining Norwich in the Premier League. Right? That's uh, that's the aim. Thank you very much, Joe. Make sure you you check out Joe and his podcast. Read all over the, the guys there do some do some really good stuff. Um, well worth checking out and their preview for this game. Is it up? Is it going up? To, uh, where, where is? Yeah, your, the, preview, where the previews previews up.
1: Look- yeah, the preview's up. You can check us out, read all over on YouTube. Uh, so we're just YouTubers. Um, yeah, and so we've just stuck on a preview of uh, Norwich to have a chat. It's towards the end of the show because we were doing our player ratings this week. So you, you'll have to skip towards the end. But there we talk about Norwich and, and how much uh, we think they've deserved the uh, title win. So definitely worth checking it out.
0: Lovely stuff, Joe. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you all very much for watching. Not just today, but across, of, uh, of course, throughout this season, we've tried to produce them every, every game. It's not quite happened in every instance with various midweeks and Christmas scheduling and whatnot, but we've uh, we've tried our hardest and hopefully Norwich City can end this season with a bit of a bang at Oakwell as well. Regardless of what happens, they'll be lifting the Championship trophy come full time. So it's uh, it's going to be a good day, regardless. Uh, Pinken the place to go to uh, to follow it this weekend. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you again very soon.